the city of Urban Town. Despite the crime and corruption which infest the streets, the citizens of this bustling metropolis sleep soundly at night, knowing they are protected by two great defenders of truth and justice. He is Detective Danger, a cunning master of mystery and illusion. She is the Amazon, an ancient warrior of nearly limitless power. As they seek to defend the citizens of this fair city from the forces of darkness, they are comrades in arms. In their everyday life, not so much. This episode, Twelfth Fight, or What You Kill. Saying that supervillains are dangerous is not too many steps away from saying the water is wet. Seems like the kind of thing people would just know. I like a good Samaritan as much as the next girl, but please, folks, leave fighting the bad guys to the professionals. Okay, I suppose professional is technically an incorrect phrase as the superhero biz doesn't actually pay anything, and if it does, someone owes me big time. Let's say, leave fighting bad guys to the highly specialized amateurs. How do you know if you're highly specialized? Just ask yourself a few questions. Question A. If a plasma cannon hits you, will you die? Question B. If the answer to A is yes, do you have any overwhelming reason to believe that a plasma cannon will not in fact hit you? Dumb luck is not an overwhelming reason for those keeping score. Question C. Do you have any life experience which indicates that you can bench press a Ford Mustang? Turn invisible, fly without the aid of an aircraft, project laser beams from any part of your body you'd show your grandmother, or any combination of the above. Question D: Do you consider spandex to be outerwear? If, after answering the above questions, you're still uncertain whether or not you're qualified to battle a supervillain, well, for the love of Zeus, assume the answer is no. In superhero lingo. We have two names for well-meaning idiots who try to tackle something way out of their league. The first name is hostage. The second is that poor bastard. But I suppose I should step back a little. Hello. Hey, hero. How's the honeymoon? Oh, hey, B. It's Ben. And. Before you answer, please understand that I'm asking as a courtesy, and don't really want to hear any details of the honeymoon part of the honeymoon. That might cause me to set my ears on fire. Duly noted. The weather's fine. Do any sightseeing? <laughs> None I can talk about without setting your ears on fire. When I set you up like that, I suppose I have only myself to blame. You usually have only yourself to blame, B. So what are you up to? I'm psyching myself up to walk out the door and deal with the most depressing and degrading experience a girl reporter could ever deal with. A human interest story? A human interest story! It seems that the owner of one of the city's homegrown businesses is retiring at the ripe old age of thirty-four. Apparently, she has no head for business, and she's looking for someone to run the shops for.、Her. Which company is it? Olives, olives. Oh, you're kidding! The one with the picture of Venus climbing out of the olive pit on the jar. Yes. Somehow, despite that picture, the company has managed to stay afloat. 
Incidentally, the Venus in question was actually modeled by the 22-year-old Miss Olive back when her father and brother ran the business. From what I'm told, she's still something of a looker. Well, don't let me keep you from that interview. Is that a subtle way of telling me to get off the phone? Well, Claude will be back in a few minutes, and I'm going to see if I can't find a novelty-sized olive to pop out of. Now where am I going to find kerosene-soaked Q-tips at this time of day? Thank you for seeing me, Miss Avon. Please, everyone calls me Olive. Olive, then. So how long have you been running the company? Oh, dear. My brother passed away almost three years ago. I thought I would take over the family business. I mean, if a man could do it, I thought certainly so could a woman. Sounds okay by me. And I have very little doubt that a woman could do it. But not this woman, I'm afraid. You think you've made a couple of mistakes? A couple, Miss Artino? The correct term is a series of mistakes. And the worst mistake of all would be to keep trying at something I have no talent for. I've been wildly successful in other fields of my life. Running this business, however, is another matter altogether. Well, I can see you've thought it through. So the question becomes, who will be running your company? I haven't entirely made up my mind on that point. I hope to have a decision in a couple of weeks, Miss Artino. Please, call me B. And, uh, that doesn't really do the trick for me. I'm sorry? Nothing to be sorry about, but let's face it. The owner of a small local company retiring doesn't really make the front pages even on a slow day. If my readers have to wait several weeks to find out how this story ends, well, they're probably just going to forget about the matter entirely. Oh. It's not like you don't have an interesting life, Olive, but I'm not sure how well it will translate into black and white text. Well, well, perhaps you could delay the story until a few weeks from now when I'll have chosen a suitable candidate. I'd like to, believe me. Trouble is, my editor, Corey, he didn't send me down here to get a story for a few weeks from now. I'm really not sure what to tell you, my dear. Maybe I can work with this story if you tell me what candidates you're considering. Ah. That's not the sound of overwhelming enthusiasm. I'm sorry, but I don't want to... She doesn't want to stick her foot in her mouth by announcing a possible head of her company before she hears back from the private detective she hired to do a background check. You. Me. Isn't it great? I didn't hear you come in. I didn't particularly want you to. Hello, Olive. Mr. Zula, I take it you know Miss Artino. Oh, uh, me and I go way back. And with that aftershave, I wish you'd stay way back. I didn't expect you until Thursday. Actually, I said Thursday at the latest. Sorry if I wasn't clear. You did say this was a rush job. There's a report you wanted. Thank you very much. I'll have Maria send a check over to your office. And now that you've made your mysterious entrance and delivered a report which I'm sure is oh so scintillating, do you mind if I get back to my interview? Far be it for me to stand in front of the people's right to know. Wonderful. All right, Olive. There are some rumors that you're considering selling the company to MOAI Industries. No, she's not. She's not? I'm not? Not after you read that report, you're not. Swell. Is there something wrong with MOAI? As individual letters, nothing. As the name of your successor, only everything. Guess who owns it? I couldn't possibly... Malcolm Leo. Oh, my. Sorry, I didn't read the cliff notes. Malcolm Leo is... He was one of my top employees. I fired him when Uncle Tobias caught him digging into the company profits. After a short trip to the pokey, he went and bought himself a new business. Where did he get the money? His cellmate was the youngest member of the Valentine crime family. 
This is one of those things everybody knows, but no one can prove, isn't it? In so many words. Well, thank you for dangling a tantalizing story in front of me and then telling me I can't print it. Just one of the services I offer. Along with fumigating insects. Just so I'm clear, that's another aftershave joke? It's really no joke. It smells like turpentine. Do you need me here? Sorry, his stupidity is contagious. Anyway, since MOAI is out, the rumor is your Uncle Tobias would like you to sell to a Russian company called Agu? Check. So you're thinking of them? Oh, heavens no. But you said check. No, check. Agu is check, not Russian. And what's on second? Shut up. Third base. I'm afraid Uncle Tobias is quite mistaken in this matter. And the rumors that he's a member of the Communist Party? No comment. We'll just move along then. I did hear you've received an offer from Illyria Produce. And I'm guessing you heard that from one Orson Edward No. I would say a good journalist never reveals her sources. But she's mediocre at best. You'll know the classy way I'm not stapling Mr. Zula's tie to your desk. And I appreciate it. So is that a no for Mr. Orsonino? Our companies have worked together with distribution deals and such that would bore you to tears. But I've told Mr. No I don't want any other company to take over Olive's Olives. So you're looking for an internal candidate. And still looking, I'm afraid. Mr. Zula has done some background checks on a few of them, but I don't think I'm ready to make any announcements yet. I see. What's wrong, B? Not stimulating enough to sell papers? I could strangle you. I bet that would be worth an extra addition. Hey, you can't go in there. Oh, sorry, Miss Olive. Didn't realize you had company. Hello, Caesar. Maria didn't tell you I was in a meeting? I certainly did. She always says that. And you never listen. Mr. No said not to take a no for an answer. I'll, uh, just wait outside. I'm so sorry, Olive. Not at all, Maria. And that was? Caesar? He's a young employee of Mr. No. Very young. Not a whisker on him. Little guy, too. Almost petite. I suppose so. But he's already become a senior executive in Mr. No's sales team. And he keeps coming over to sell you on giving up your company to Mr. No? That's the long and short of it. He's quite a charming man. I see. Well, I guess I'd better get going. Sorry I don't have more of a story for you, B. It's half a story, anyway. Cheer up, B. Maybe somebody will die horribly right in front of you on your way back to the paper. Unless you're volunteering, wise guy, I... B? You're kind of... Do you... smell something? I blame Benny's aftershave. I mean, for everything. The nuclear arms race, the rise of the Soviet Union, I'm not even above blaming it for the whole Cain and Abel thing. The fact that he wasn't around for that is a minor detail. The kind of pure evil stored in that scent wouldn't stop for a little thing like going back in time. But specifically, I'm blaming it for preventing me from noticing the other insidious scent in the room. It was knockout gas. And if you're wondering how I would have recognized the scent of knockout gas, then please allow me to remind you that I'm not only a seasoned and somewhat jinxed crime reporter, but I'm also the alter ego of one of the most powerful superheroes around. Of course, none of that meant a whole lot at the moment. Yes, I was suspicious. Angry. And a little embarrassed. None of which is usually a good sign for criminals. However... There was one other adjective that also described me. 
unconscious. <sighs> what? What's going on? Was that... knockout, guess? Benny? Yeah? Are your arms around me? Yeah! Ah! Okay, okay. I'm filing that in my... That didn't actually happen, drawer. Please don't mention your drawers! Shut up. Are you okay? You didn't squeeze me that hard, tough guy. Yeah, I was actually talking about the knockout gas. Are you dizzy? Short of breath? I got your cooties, but other than that, I'm all right. What just happened? I told you. Knockout gas. I'll rephrase. Why would someone use knockout gas on a reporter and a private dick who were sitting around chatting with... Oh, crap on a stick. What is it? People pay you to be a detective. Look around. Where's Olive? Thank you for catching up. This is bad. This is weird. Who would kidnap the CEO of an olive company? Angry pimento salesman? How do I know? Olive? Olive? She's gone. What? Did someone come in from the other room? I... I don't know. Somehow I passed out. There might be a gas leak. Not quite. That was knockout gas. Knockout gas? But where's Olive? Best guess is that whoever used the knockout gas took her away. Oh no! I'll call the police! Good idea. And get Caesar in here. Maybe he saw something. Caesar? But he's not there. When I woke up, he was gone. Again. Bad and weird. Maria, go call the police. Of course. You know what this means, don't you? Sure do. We need to figure out if whoever took Olive also took Caesar. Or if Caesar isn't here. Because he's the one who took Olive. So when the two of you came to, Miss Avon had disappeared. Just like the bustle. I'm sorry? The bustle, piece of fabric women used to wear, but nobody does anymore. Um, okay then. What made you think of the bustle, then? Something large and uncomfortable on my rear end? You do the math. Let's try to stick to the investigation, please. Agent Morton. Anthony, please. No, it's going to be Agent Morton until you tell me why the feds are here. Kidnapping is a federal crime. That's swell and all, but the better question might be how you got here before the cops. Maria said she spoke to missing persons. And they called us. Without coming out here themselves. Which would indicate they knew you had an interest in the case. Even though 20 minutes ago there wasn't a case to be interested in. Which means you've been expecting trouble. Which means you have some interest in Olive. Which also means she or her company is doing something more interesting to the federal government than what she told us. What did she tell you her company does? She told us she sells olives. Well, that must be what it does then. You're not going to tell us. Just for fun, I thought I'd let the law enforcement agent do the interrogating. Secretive and sassy. If I didn't hate your guts so much right now, I'd ask for your phone number. I get that a lot. So, I'd like to talk about Mr. Caesar. Which is not his real name, by the way. I'm going to come back to how you know that. First, can you give me a brief description of him? He might be five feet two if he's in shoes with thick soles. Looks like puberty saw him coming across the street. Sandy blonde hair, green eyes, fair complexion, and... And he looks exactly like that. What on earth? Hey, buddy, don't move. Hey, hey, let go! Mr. Zula. Get your hands off my partner. Benny, that's not... Not Caesar. I know. Sorry, pal. I guess I can hold off on arresting you. I gotta say, though, the resemblance is amazing. What is going on? 
you bear an unnatural resemblance to somebody by the name of Caesar, who is presently either the victim or perpetrator of a kidnapping. And by unnatural resemblance, Benny of course means too freakishly dead on not to be on purpose. If the disguise is that good, how did you see through it? The same way Benny knew his real name wasn't Mr. Caesar. Because Caesar isn't a mister. Caesar's a girl. Not sure how anyone missed it, come to think of it. And since your partner presently has a five o'clock shadow... Not to mention an Adam's apple. So that's how you figured it out. Nice. Anyway, that means he is a he, and therefore not our Caesar. So you're telling me that there's a woman out there who looks exactly like me? Yes. And I just realized how offensive that must be to you, and I'm hoping you don't try to slug me. What you thinking, Sebastian? It's Violet. It's gotta be. Who's Violet? My sister. He must have thought it was me and taken her. And who's he? Whoa, partner. No more exposition to the civilians. Wait just a second! You're free to go, folks. But don't leave town in case we have some more questions for you. You are not walking out of here without giving us a single scrap of information. Sure they are. They're from the government. Spoken like a taxpayer. Stay safe, folks. Okay, I'm feeling like stabbing someone. Are you available? Have to take a rain check. Well, don't take too long. We've got some appointments. What? Follow me on this one. We now know Caesar, or I guess Violet, has been kidnapped. Or so the feds seem to think. Which means? Which means she didn't kidnap Olive. You might just get that junior Sherlock Holmes badge yet. And if she didn't kidnap Olive, that's one fewer suspect. You've got it. So, which sinister corporation do you want to go check out? A goo or MOAI? There could be other suspects. There could be, but I don't know about them. And whichever one of us goes to the right place will end up getting between the feds and the kidnapper. And when has that ever stopped either one of us? Just stating the obvious. Well, stop it. Do you want a goo or MOAI? Communists versus criminals. Worst battle royale ever. I'll take the reds. You got them. Really? Usually when I pick something, you tell me it's what you want. So you chose a goo thinking I'd go there. In as many words... I have only one thing to say to that, and nanny nanny poo poo. I hate you with every fiber of my being. No dying. You neither, Stinky. See ya. Selena? I am here, Beatrice. Hate it when you call me that. It is your name. We're not having that discussion again. You ready to come out and play? A warrior never plays. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready to come out and do some serious evil smiting then? Ah, now you speak my language. Your language is ancient Greek. Ugh! Let's just do this. I enter this world. And I leave it. I do so enjoy a good smiting. Sebastian? Sebastian? Wakey-wakey! Sorry about the ropes and all, but I think you've had enough excitement for one night. Anthony? Oh, your partner won't be joining us. I'm not a doctor, but I'm thinking a severe concussion. Such that one might get from, say, being kicked in the head repeatedly once one was already down. I'm not one to butt my nose into your business, but perhaps, just perhaps... You might want to think of bringing backup when you raid the lair of a supervillain. Malcolm? What are you talking about? You're no supervillain. How familiarity breeds contempt. How many times have you tried to put me in jail? 
Eleven? Twelve, if you're counting this. Splendid! An even dozen right before I get to kill you. All those times and you never realized what I was truly striving for. You're a smuggler and occasionally an information broker. You want money. It's not that hard to figure. Money? Money is just a means. Means to buy the real stuff. Power. Like my boots? They're very... yellow. The boots of the Golden Gazelle. Who? Before your time. Before my time, really. I won't bore you with the details, but he was one of the greatest warriors of the ancient world. His suit of golden armor had powers which could defeat whole armies. Most of the pieces have been lost, but you'll notice I have his boots. They give me the speed of a cheetah and too much coffee. More than enough to deal with you and your partner. Have you gone insane? It disturbs me how many people end up asking me that question. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. I have some other guests I've been neglecting. Sebastian, you remember our guest of honor, my former employer, Miss Olive Avon. And, of course, no introductions are called for with your own sister. Violet! Didn't I just say no introductions were necessary? I'm all right, Seabass. Sorry I got you so worried. Why did you disappear after the plane crash? I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead, that you'd been murdered. Your case notes ended up in the wreckage next to me. I started dressing like you, pretending to be you undercover. I thought maybe I could help flush out your killer. Well, that part worked out at least. Ironic, isn't it? I arranged that plane crash to get you off my tail. Instead, I got another you, just as determined to bring me down. Imagine my surprise when I kidnapped you only to find out the you I kidnapped would look quite adorable in a skirt. Malcolm, let them go. It's me you want. But, my dear boy, the only thing I wanted was to get you out of my hair. It's her I want. Me? Yes, you! How could I resist the chance to tell you just before you're about to die the most important part? Do you remember that little matter of embezzlement? The funds stolen from Olive's Olives? Well, I've got news for you. I was actually, really, and truly innocent. Your Uncle Tobias stole that money, and he framed me very, very well. But you, you never even gave me a chance to explain, to defend myself. The police picked me up. The company lawyers accused me in court. You never even gave me the time of day. I... I didn't... There's a lot of things you didn't, Olive. And before you die, I want you to remember something. Up until the day I went to prison, I was a snow-white innocent... But from that point on, every theft, every threat, every murder, all the people who I've killed already and all the people who are going to die at my hand, they are all your fault. Malcolm Leo. The, the Amazon? Here? How did you find me? This is a private revenge game and you're not invited. Let these people go. 
What are you, Moses? I kidnapped them fair and square and you can't... Hey, put him down! You are free, Mr. Sebastian. I appreciate it. Stop freeing my prisoners! If you insist... <laughs> nice try, Amazon. But you're too slow, for I wear... The boots of the golden gazelle. Ah, you've heard of him. We did battle once, many years ago. He was even faster than you. It did not stop me from caving his skull in. Really? It was a good day. I see. Well, I had an elaborate death trap all planned out, but... <coughs> oh, so sorry, Sebastian. Don't think I didn't see you sneaking over here to release Olive. Put that cunt down! Does that line ever work, chum? Listen to me, Amazon. Olive Avon is about to die. You'll never reach me in time to stop me. But if you're interested in saving lives, you can put that mace down. If you do that, and you let me walk out of here, I'll spare Miss Violet and her sniveling brother. One death or three, hero, what's it going to be? Very well. Her blood will be on your hands. And very soon, yours will be on mine. You'll have to catch me first. Very well, then. Olive, this is goodbye. No! Sebastian, no! Very brave and very stupid, young man. You didn't even get the gun out of my hand. All right, then. Olive, this is... I forgot about the Amazon, didn't I? Ooh! I think you broke my shoulder. The first of many bones. I'm... I think I'll take the coward's way out if it's all the same to you. Another day, then. That brave, brave man. Oh, Sebastian. Your brother lives, but we should get him to a healer as soon as possible. Here, I shall release you. Now I know Sebastian's little stunt might seem to have been the only chance for Olive. What you don't know is that my girl Selena carries more than one weapon one of which is a little dart with some fast-acting sedatives on the point. She was just about to take Malcolm out of the fight completely when Sebastian came in and spoiled her shot. Like I say, folks, leave the supervillains to the highly specialized amateurs. It all worked out in the end, though. Sebastian came out of surgery with a missing kidney, but he found his lost sister. He also found something else, a certain... A very attractive Miss Olive threw propriety to the wind and proposed to the man who saved her life. They got married and moved into protective custody, waiting for one of the neighborhood superheroes to get a fix on one Mr. Malcolm Leo. Don't give me that look. I'm working on it. I heard later that Benny called up Detective Danger in that weird way he sometimes does. He found Uncle Tobias in a goose corporate headquarters with about 75 pounds of TNT strapped to him. By disarming the bomb, he managed to foil the last part of Malcolm Leo's revenge plot, at least for now. Uncle Tobias is currently discussing a plea bargain for the whole embezzlement and framing an innocent man bit. As for Olive's business, she found her successor all right. Who better than the charming young sales executive from Mr. No's company, who now also happened to be her sister-in-law. If the gossip columns are to be believed, Violet and Mr. Orsonino have been seen about town planning a merger of a totally different kind. As for me, I got a story actually worth the ink it took to print it. 
there was only one more loose end for me to take care of. All right, where is he? B, so good to see you. Welcome back, Hero. Now where's Benny? I need to talk to him. Hi. Hello, B. Thought I heard the screams of little children. Someone just told them they could grow up to be a private detective. Now clam up, Hotshot. I got you a present. A、uh, present. It's not my birthday, and it's not ticking. To what do I owe this? Just a gesture of self-preservation. Open it. What is it? Aftershave. Take the hint, tough guy. Take the hint. You've been listening to Detective Danger in the Amazon, Episode Two: Twelfth Fight or What You Kill. Produced by Seat of Our Pants Players, written and directed by Dan Wenzel. Music and sound effects by www.freesfx.co.uk. B was Jill Wenzel. Maria and the Amazon were Andy Gastingi. Benny was Adam Gastingi. Olive was Liz Music. Violet and Caesar were Rebecca Scheimer. Anthony was Dan Wenzel. Sebastian was Andrew Dell. Malcolm Leo was Rick Tennant, and Hero was Brianna Kuby. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>